This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Jesus Christ. I thank you, mighty God, for the waking of your spirit tonight, even as I speak your word. I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting, nor depending upon my own human understanding, but I'm trusting on you, Spirit of God, to speak forth the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, we are continuing on our subject tonight, and we are talking about have a personal God encounter. This is part four. So this is the fourth week that we have been on this series. Have a personal God encounter. And that God, we should not know him uh, only intellectually, you know, but we should experience him in our lives. Have God encounter, experience God in your life. And uh, that is very much important. You see, when we when there is no transformation in our lives, when there is no change in our lives, then uh, really we haven't we haven't really met God. You know, the evidence of that you have met God it's when there is a change in your life. You know, that is so much important. You know, that God has transformed your life. You know, that the Word has worked in your life, and that there is transformation in your life. That is the evidence that God is real and God is working in your life. So having a personal God encounter is critical for our lives, for our salvation. And so today, we are going to look at two of Jesus' disciples, you know, of how much they met God and how God came through in their lives, and that how they had that personal encounter with God, and what we can learn from that. It is, it's a, it's a great study that we will have today that will bring faith and encouragement unto your life. So I want us to turn our Bibles to John chapter one, and we will start reading from verse. 43. John 1, verse 43. The Bible says, the next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. So, what had happened? Jesus was uh, around, was in Judah, you know, and uh, ministering there, you know, and doing the work of God. Then, the next day, he decided to go to Galilee. Galilee, it's in the north. You know, 
And so he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Now, Bethsaida is around the lake of uh, you know, the lake the, the, the lake of Galilee. Yeah. Capernaum will be, if you look at the clock, you know, when you look at the clock, Capernaum will be around 5 to, you know, 5 to the clock, when the big middle is at 5 to. You know, when you look at the lake of Galilee, Capernaum will be around there. And then 5 past, 10 past, run about there. You know, that's where you will find a... Uh, this place, Bethsaida, where uh, Philip was coming from. And then it is called that, it's a place of fish, you know, uh, Bethsaida. Uh, that's where they were fishing. So it was around the lake and it was a fishing town. And that's why we, we know Andrew and Peter were fishermen, you know. They were living in that place. So the Bible says, Jesus, when he went to Galilee, he met Philip, and he said to him, follow me. That's all that he did. And uh, there must be something that happened to Philip that convinced him that this is the Messiah. Because... Uh, You know, that's all that Jesus said. Jesus said to him, follow me. He didn't show him any sign, or rather, that it's recorded. So there must have, Philip must have had an encounter, and that really believed, that convinced him that this is the Messiah because of what happened that follows. And so it says here, so Philip went now to Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophet wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So what convinced Philip to believe that this is the person who has been prophesied about all these years. You know, it, it is my humble submission that Philip had an encounter with the Lord. And Philip knew that Lavarin, you know, this person is the one that, the, that Moses wrote about. You know, is the one that uh, also the prophet wrote about. And so he says to Nathaniel, we have found the one. So, so uh, you know, when we say we have found the one, it means that Philip was seeking to, together with Nathaniel. You know, they've been eagerly waiting and searching for the Messiah that Moses wrote about, the Messiah that the prophet wrote about. And so he says here that we have found 
the one that Moses wrote about. Yeah, so they've been searching. And, uh, you know, when you come to think about it, that Philip can't just go there and somebody, you know, say to him, follow me. Then he says, well, I think I will follow you. You know, somebody that you don't know. You know, somebody that you haven't seen anything. Uh, that, I mean, it's not so easy that you would be convinced that this is the person. Now, uh, Philip and Nathaniel were friends. Uh, and they must have really talked about that we are searching for the Messiah. We want to experience and to have the Messiah. And so when Philip went to Nathaniel, he said, we have found of whom Moses in the law and also the prophet wrote that this is the person that Moses wrote about. And now he further now explained, you know, this person that he, uh, he has just met. He says his name is Jesus. He's Jesus coming from Nazareth. Yeah. And this is the son of Joseph. Yeah. So uh, the encounter that he had, made him, the encounter that Philip had with Jesus, made him to really find out more, who is this person? Now, since they were friends, whoever Philip knew, Nathaniel probably would have, by most probability, would have known him. And so the fact that he now explains, Philip explains to Nathaniel uh, that this is Jesus, so, meaning that Philip has just found out about Jesus. He had an encounter, and he found out who Jesus was. You know, he found out what happened there. So, he says that we have found the one whom Moses in the law. So, they were aware that Moses wrote about the Messiah who would come. You know, wait for the Messiah. And they were aware that the prophets wrote about, uh, you know, about the Messiah that would come. Now, both Moses and other prophets never gave in details uh, who, how will he come and so forth. Uh, and so, but they knew that the Messiah was coming. Now, what made Philip to believe that among all thousands of people probably that he has met, uh, that this particular one is the Messiah. I believe that is because of the encounter that he had. That's my assumption, that he must have had something that really fully convinced him uh, that this Jesus who comes from Nazareth, who is the son of Joseph, is the one that the prophet spoke about. Yeah. And so, now, Nathaniel. Now, who was Nathaniel? Now, it is only in the book of John that we read about Nathaniel. Yeah. Now, in other Gospels, yeah, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they never mention Nathaniel. Yeah. But they mention 
Bartholomew. Now, Bartholomew and Nathaniel is the same person. So you can't, you don't get uh, both Bartholomew and Nathaniel, you know, in the same sentence as in two people. But, you know, where you find Bartholomew, you don't find Nathaniel. Where you find Nathaniel, you don't find uh, Bartholomew. Where the disciples of Jesus are mentioned. So here we're talking about Bartholomew, you know, who is Nathaniel. It's the same person. Bartholomew, but means the son of, you know, by Jonah, the son of Jonah. You know, Bartholomew, the son of, you know, Bartholomew. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's what it means. Yeah, so he was now referred. Now, uh, uh, like we say here, the son of Joseph. Yeah, so, uh, but he had a name. His name was Jesus. So also, the son of Ptolemy, Bartholomew, his name was Nathaniel. Yeah. So this is the person that we are referring to. Now, he says to him, we have found Jesus. Yeah. And now, I want you to look at the response of Nathaniel. You know, what he says and, and his thinking. You know, what really convinced Philip that this one is the one? You know, now, based Nathaniel, Philip, this is his response here in verse 46. Nathaniel, Nathaniel, Nathaniel said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Just pause there. So what, what is he saying? He's saying that the Messiah will come. We know that the Messiah is coming. We know that there will be Messiah. But definitely we are not expecting from that small town uh, that is called Nazareth uh, that uh, really he will come from there. I mean, among many other towns, not that one. Yeah. Is there anything good? Uh, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now, uh, what was the response of Philip? Look here. You see, Philip did not argue with him and say, oh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, this, you know, he didn't just, he didn't argue with him. Yeah. Now, listen to this. When Nathaniel said that, can anything come out of Nazareth? Yeah. Uh, that is also telling you that this must be a studious you know, uh, he must have been studious. He must have been a Bible uh, uh, student, you know, the Old Testament student. He must have studied that what is the Bible say? So you, you can see that this was not just an ignorant person. Yeah? Because if you're ignorant, whatever you're told, you are accept. You know, but when you have studied, you can uh, see between the lines. Oh, but when you say this, does the... The, the studies say that. Does the Bible say that? You know, you're able to get the truth out of whatever he says. So the mere fact of him challenging Philip and say, Philip, you have met this person and...
Nathaniel must have been a person who has studied, who has studied. Hence, his answer to Philip. And he's saying to Philip, Philip, uh, are you saying that this Jesus, who is the son of Joseph, who is coming from Nazareth, are you saying that you know, is the one who, who is the Messiah that you're talking to me about? You know, are you saying that he is, he is the real Messiah? So I, I was saying this, that you know, if Nathaniel had not studied the Holy Scriptures, he wouldn't have questioned them. If Philip said that, oh, we have found Messiah, if, he's, if, if he was ignorant, he would say, yeah, you know, uh, great, we have found Messiah, Messiah has come. But a person who has given himself to studying, uh, he must be knowing something or a couple things about the Messiah. Yeah. So that is why he questioned uh, Philip. He said that, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yeah, this was a loaded question. It was a question of somebody who is knowledgeable. Yeah, he was not just a fisherman or somebody who grew up uh, fishing and not knowing uh, something, but it was something, as we shall see as we continue, it was somebody who was knowledgeable, had at least some knowledge yeah, on Scripture. He had studied some things. And, but now... Uh, one thing that we see, you know, when you look at the answer of Philip here in verse 46, Philip said to him, come and see. Yeah, that's all that he said. I see, he said that, I see that you have some question. I see that you are questioning, you know, a couple of things. And, you know, according to the scripture, but come and see. Now, when he said, come and see, you know, he, he was like saying, you know, what I experience has really brought conviction to me, brought conviction in my heart that this must be the Messiah. Yeah. And, and so, and, and that, is the, that is what I believe Philip had had that personal con uh, 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 personal encounter with God that that uh, you could not take it away. Uh, let me tell you, when God has ministered unto you and God has revealed Himself unto you, there is no one who can convince you otherwise. You know, you would know and know and definitely know that this is what God has said to me. This is how God revealed to me. This is the truth. And you cannot convince me otherwise. And so Philip said, you know, I don't need, probably I don't need to argue with you, Nathaniel. You know, I don't need to say a lot of things. Just come and see. Yeah. And, you know, he was saying that, you know, when you come to Jesus, you will have an experience that will really settle all your doubts. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that, you know, that's what Philip said. 
And so, verse 47, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him. Now, he had not seen Nathanael before. He's seeing him for the first time. Uh, Philip is now bringing uh, Nathanael to Jesus. And so, Nathanael will be seeing Jesus for the first time. And so, when he gets to Jesus... Now, this is what Jesus said to him. He says, and said of him. Yeah. He looked at him and he said, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Yeah. And, and, and that was the first encounter that Nathaniel had with Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no uh, deceit. Now, Nathaniel said to Jesus, how do you know me? Now, that statement, how do you know me? It's saying to me that Jesus, I mean, Nathaniel uh, agreed that what Jesus said was the truth. And that statement was explaining who Nathaniel was. And that is why Nathaniel was surprised. How do you know me? Yeah. Now, Jesus continued here. He says, Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Yeah. Before Philip called you, before Philip came to you, you were under a fig tree. You see, we can read that statement and say, okay, what does that mean? Okay, he had a vision of Philip and so forth. Yeah, but there is a lot in that statement that I want to talk about here tonight. And that is, you know, number one, you know, people who were studying the scriptures, you know, they were always associated, you know, the study. Uh, the Jewish uh, people would always study, uh, or rather associate the studying of the scriptures with the fig tree. Yeah, so that's number one. And then the rabbis, you know, will say that when you sit, you know, uh, that when you study, uh, the Bible, they would sit under a fig tree. Yeah. And so, uh, when a person is sitting under a fig tree and searching the scriptures, you know, he was saying, they were saying that that person is really studying, you know, uh, the Bible. So, when Jesus mentioned, he didn't just say that, you know, I saw you under a tree. You know, what was he saying? when he's mentioned here that when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. He was saying that I know you. Yeah. He was saying that I have seen also you studying the scriptures, you know, studying the Bible. You were searching the Messiah. You were searching what is the Bible say? What is that Old Testament? The scriptures, the holy scriptures. 
What are they saying? It says that I saw you. Yeah. And also, when he said, he mentioned that uh, he saw him, you know, studying the uh, scriptures, sitting under the fig tree, he was like revealing to him that, you know, you are a good man. That is why he said to, you know, an Israelite indeed. You see, the Israelite were people that were faithful to the scriptures. You know, he says, indeed, you know, these are the people that were really committed, you know, in searching the scriptures. He says, you are an Israelite, indeed. Yeah. And then he says, I saw also a vision of how you have been studying the scriptures, you know, that you're committed to the scriptures, your heart is searching God. Yeah. And I'm thinking this, that, you know, I believe that that is the reason why God made it possible to reveal himself to Nathaniel because Nathaniel was searching God. You know, now doesn't the Bible say that draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you. you know, that when we draw near to God, that God will draw near unto us. You see, when you are casual about God, it is not so easy to have an encounter with God. Yeah, but when you are coming to God and you are drawing to you are drawing yourself closer to God, I'm telling you that God will draw closer to you. And that's what we see here. Uh, that Nathaniel was searching God. Uh, he was searching God. His heart was going after God. Uh, and God revealed himself to him. And now when he met Jesus, you know, now Jesus just said that you are uh, his life bear. And he exposed him and said that you are an Israelite indeed. You know, and not only that, but you're also searching. I, when you were under, before Philip came, you know, while you were under the fig tree, he says, I saw you. You know, I saw how you were searching me. I saw how you were searching the scriptures. I saw how everything about you. And that is why I say that you are an Israelite. You know, that is why I'm saying what I'm saying unto you. Remember, uh, he had questions, eh? Yeah. As I say that, he must have been a studious and said, Philip, you know, can anything good come out of Nazareth? You know, like he was saying, I've said, I've said the scriptures, and definitely I don't see anything good coming out of uh, Nazareth. And probably Philip knew that this person is knowledgeable, and so I don't want to start an argument with him. You know, he will convince me. But all that I can do is just to introduce him, you know, to Jesus. You know, he himself will find out when he meets Jesus. He will, his concerns will be addressed. His questions will be answered. You know, and, 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 and that is, I believe, that, you know, the strategy that Philip used, it's a strategy that, you know, we should use at times, you know, that, you know, uh, people at times, uh, they, 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 they are too argumentative. 
you know, they risen a lot. Yeah, and so you will try to explain this scripture, you will try to explain that, and they will be, you know, saying this and that. And at times you just, you just bring them to church and let them have an experience. Yeah, and that is why I love church, really. Yeah, and, and because when you come to church and there is a great praise and worship, the presence of God is real, I'm telling you that people, even if they have questions, they will experience a touch of God. And they will know that, you know what, here there is something different. You know? And that is why I'm really propagating for, you know, the church to be operating and never closed down in any way. Because I know that that's where the presence of God will. And when people come to church, they will experience the presence of the Lord, you know, and the anointing of God. And so I love the strategy that Philip did. He didn't try to convince uh, Nathaniel and say, Nathaniel, you know, uh, in the book of Job, you know, chapter 15, this is what it says, you know, and this is confirmed by Deuteronomy 31. You know, he didn't do all of that. He just said, come and see. You know, experience God for yourself. Yeah. And when he got there, before Nathaniel could open up his mouth. You know, Jesus just prophesied about him. And what would you say? You know, what could you say? You know, before you say anything, your whole life is just laid bare. You know, that this is who you are. This is what I saw you doing. You know, this is what I understand about uh, you, that you are searching God, you're searching scriptures, you're studious, your learning, this is what I understand. You know, and uh, that uh, when he looked at that, now look at the response of Nathaniel. You know, when Jesus said that a real Israelite, you know, an Israelite indeed, I mean, that just broke his side and said, how do you know me? You know, how do you know me? There is something about you. And so when now Jesus said that before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. You know, what happened? You know, look at verse 49. It says, Nathaniel answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Eh? Remember, what was he saying before to Philip? Is there anything good? Can anything good come out of uh, Nazareth? Yeah. Now he's changing tune. Yeah. What has happened to Nathaniel is that Nathaniel now had an encounter with Jesus himself. He had a God encounter. Yeah. And now uh, he starts by saying, Rabbi. You know, so he acknowledged that this is not the ordinary person. You know, I was, be, I was just, I was not thinking much about him. More especially that I know he's the son of a carpenter. And, and more especially that I know that he's coming from Nazareth. You know, and I was not thinking much about him, that there is no way that he can be a messiah. You know, but after I have had this encounter of Jesus, 
you know, speaking unto me, ministering unto me, revealing everything about me. Now I'm changing tune. And I say, Rabbi, you know, you are now Rabbi. Yeah, meaning I honor you. You know, you are a Jewish teacher. You know, you are honorable. You are Rabbi. Yeah, and but he says, you're not only Rabbi. He says, you're the son of God. Eh? You're the son of God. Now, this was not a label that was easily given anyhow. I, the, 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 you know, when I read the Bible, when we read the Bible, we don't see anywhere in the Bible all other rabbis, you know, all other people uh, that uh, were teaching the way that had followers that they were ever called son of God. Yeah. So for uh, Nathaniel to acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God, yeah, it, it, it is just an encounter that he had, yeah, that he had with Jesus that, you know, you are the son of God. You know, definitely, I've been doubting you. I've been doubting your background. I've been doubting everything that I heard about you. Yeah, but after an encounter that I had, that I had with you, you're a rabbi, you know, but you're not only rabbi, but you are the son of God. You know, you are the son of God. And then, he didn't end up there that you are the son of God, but he said, you are the king of Israel. Yeah. Now, when he said, you are the king of Israel, you know, what was he saying? He was saying that it is true. What Moses wrote about, you know, the Messiah that Moses wrote about, yeah, that Philip said that you are the Messiah, yeah, and what the prophet spoke about, you know, what I was questioning Philip, after Philip had his own encounter and he confirmed that you are the Messiah, and now me, having had an encounter with you, God, with you, Jesus, yeah, I, I just come to one conclusion. And the conclusion is that you are Rabbi, you are the Son of God, and that you are the King of Israel. Yeah, that what the prophets prophesied about, that's who you are. Because I just had an encounter with you. You know, child of God, there is no way that you can meet Jesus and remain the same. You know, every person that met Jesus were transformed. You know, even the skeptics, you know, skeptics that were skeptical about Jesus. That is Jesus, the Son of God, is Jesus, you know, and, and, and they were, they did not believe in Jesus. You know, that at the end, by simply meeting Jesus, even though they said, at times negative things, but they knew in their heart that, you know, this is the Son of God, you know, that this is the Messiah. You know, they knew that this is what happened after meeting Jesus. Even when Jesus, when Jesus was crucified, 
and he was there. And when he died, and after all that, the soldiers confirmed, and they said, truly, this was the Son of God. You know, even though it ended up it, uh, uh, appearing negative, you know, uh, uh, that now Jesus had died, but is a true thing that they, the soldiers could attest to is that truly this was the Son of God. Yeah. And we know how it ended, is that Jesus rose from the dead. You know, but what I'm saying here is that there is no way that you can meet Jesus and remain the same. Yeah. And so that is why it's so much important that we should have that encounter with Jesus, God encounter. You know, that Jesus must be real in your life. Uh, that you must practically experience uh, Jesus in your life. Must have that encounter with Jesus. And when Philip said that, come and see, Nathaniel went and he saw and he experienced. You know, and he experienced the power and the grace of God upon his life. And he attested to the fact that, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you know, and you are the king of Israel, you know, that I've just had an encounter with you, and really, you are real. You know, what I've heard about you is true. You know. And so, church, when you draw near to God, God will draw near to you. He will come. You say, search me. You know, with all of your heart, I will draw, I will come. You, I will be found when you search me with all of your heart. And the purpose of this message is that it will bring a desire in our hearts to seek God and to pray, you know, to come closer to God, to draw near to him. And I'm telling you that when we draw closer to him, that God will draw closer to us, yeah, and, you know, I remember a story of one person who was a Muslim, you know, he didn't believe in Jesus, you know, and, you know, uh, he prayed, and he said, God, if you are real, reveal yourself to me, yeah, and, and he says, that night, God revealed himself to him. And then he said that a man, you know, uh, with white hair, was shining, bright clothes appeared to him. Uh, and then he realized that this is Jesus. You know, and that encounter that he had, you know, the man who was not believing in Jesus turned now and believed in Jesus. And there are many such stories that I've read about, that I have heard, you know, people talking about, you know, that people would have an encounter, you know, and, you know, how Jesus appeared to him, and when they explained that this and this happened, you know, and, and they realized that this is Jesus. You know, these are the people who had an encounter with Jesus, and I thank God that Jesus is real. He is alive. He conquered the grave. He is alive. And he is still uh, appearing 
to all of us. He's, we can still experience him. Uh, and so just like he appeared to Nathaniel, you know, he appeared to Philip, it's as much as he can appear to you and I. He, we can have that encounter with him. You know, even after his death, he rose from the dead. And the fact that he's alive, he's still appearing to people. He appeared to Paul. We saw that, you know, that Paul, who was persecuting the church, that Jesus appeared to him and said, you know, why are you persecuting me? You know, and, and so Jesus is alive, and we can still experience that experience, we can still have that experience that Philip had, that Nathaniel had. Yeah. And Jesus can be so real in our lives. You know, and thank God that that experience that Nathaniel, you know, Bartholomew had with Jesus was so much real. Yeah. And history tells us that uh, even when the church was scattered, you know, that Nathaniel went into northern India, you know, as a missionary, and he, you know, he was there. And ultimately, he was uh, crucified. And, you know, he died there with that hope. He was willing to be crucified. And, and you know, they tried to take away or make him to deny Jesus and so forth, but he held on until the end. He held on until the end because he had that encounter with Jesus. And now you come to think about it, you know, that all the disciples of Jesus, you know, except one, you know, of course I'm not counting here Judas who betrayed Jesus, you know, but all other 11, and also including, you know, uh, the one who was Barnabas, who, uh, 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 you know, Barabbas, you know, who was added uh, later according to Acts chapter 1, you know, that they were all crucified except John, you know, uh, uh, who died a natural death, who was banished to uh, the island of Patmos. But we see here that they tried to stop them from believing in Jesus. But because of the encounter that they had with Jesus, they could not, you know. And so, church, I am saying to all of us, you know, that we should pursue an encounter with God, pursue an encounter with Jesus, that even when people come and they try to uh, convince you that, oh, you know, uh, deny Jesus you know, and uh, move away, from Jesus, and they deny, they try to, you know, that you must be willing, you must be willing to say that I will never deny Jesus because Jesus has been so real in my life, you know, that Jesus, I have had an encounter with him in my life, and I know that this is not just my emotions, but this is my life. I have had an encounter with him. Jesus is real in my life, you know, and uh, that you would hold on to him because he has been so real in our lives. So we need to have 
an encounter with the Lord. And so Philip said, you know, Nathaniel said, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And verse 50 says, Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? He says, you will see greater things than this. Yeah. And then one of the things that he said here in verse 51, he says, and he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. You see, when he said that, he was connecting him to the father of the Jews, Israel, you know, to Jacob. Remember Jacob, when he was running away from Laban, uh, I mean, from his brother Esau, you know, going to uh, his uncle Laban, you know, that he slept at Bethel and Ai in the vicinity there. And that, you know, God appeared to him and he saw a ladder, you know, from where he was going up to heaven. And he saw angels, you know, ascending and descending, you know, on that ladder. And so Jesus was connecting him to that, that you are a true Israelite. You know, you're connected to Jacob you know, and that you have been a seeker of God, you will see even greater things. You know, what you read about, what happened in the scriptures, you will see it happening in your life, you know, because now you believe. Now, look at this. Verse 50 says, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? Yeah. You know, because I saw you, uh, because I see that you are very studious, you are, uh, uh, you know, the searcher of the truth. You know, because I said then, you know, now you believe. He says that you shall see greater things than this. Yeah. And when he said this, that you shall see, um, you know, angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. He was saying that you will see the Bible coming to pass. The reality, yeah, and, and and I'm saying that as children of God, when we are pursuing God, you know, when we are searching God, we will see even greater things in our lives. You know, the things that we read about, you know, the supernatural transportation to other places, the supernatural protection of God, you know, where we see people who are thrown into the fire. You know, that the fire never burned them. You know, uh, you know the miracles that uh, we are told that John, uh, the disciple of Jesus who wrote the book of John, the gospel according to John, and also the first, second, and third uh, epistles of John, uh, that when he was in Patmos, before he, was, he went to Patmos, that he was put in a boiling oil. You know, and he never died. Telling that the supernatural intervention of God, you know, that we will see all of that when we have had an encounter with God, when we know that Jesus is real and we believe 
in Jesus. So I'm encouraging you today to pursue Jesus more than anything. You know, to go after Jesus more than anything. That you will see God coming through. You know, this is the year of actualization. Where we will see God actually coming through for us in our lives. And, you know, church... You know, for you to be alive today is because you have, you have actually, actually seen the grace of God. And let us continue to believe in that. Believe that God will continue to be with us. Believe that God will show us his miracles, that the miracles that we read about happening, that will actually happen in our lives that we will see the breakthroughs of the law, the supernatural provision. You know, we will see food be multiplied. You know, things happening supernatural. I believe that. You know, and I will never allow my mind to rationalize that. How will it happen? You know, but I will always believe what God says in his word, believe what he said that will come to pass. Believe that it, it, it will actually happen in our lives. You know, believe the supernatural acceleration of God, that things will be accelerated, the provision, you know, that, that God will give me the supernatural speed in my life, the greater acceleration, you know, greater protection of God, the angels of God, you know, just like they would surround the prophet and the city where they would be surrounded by the enemy, that God would come through and protect them and supernaturally come through for them, that we will see that happening. I'm telling you that the days that we're living in are the days that demands the supernatural intervention of God, the supernatural provision of God, the supernatural protection of God, the supernatural healing and health of God in our lives. And I'm telling you that I I will see that. I will see angels of God coming through. And I believe that you will see that even as we pursue God, even as we seek God, even as we are, enter, we are pursuing God, we are going after God, that we will see God supernaturally waking by His Spirit. You know, I refuse to die early. You will not die early in Jesus' name. You will never have an experience, a premature death. But you will only check out of this life when your mission is completed. But before then, you're staying put. You will serve God. You will live for God. You will be dedicated to God. You will be given unto God. You will serve the Lord, and the Lord will come through for you. The Lord will protect you because you are pursuing God. Don't make any mistake by retiring from saving God, by retiring, you know, uh, from doing the will of God. These days are the days whereby you need to be more committed to God, to be more given unto God, to be more surrendered unto God. You know, you be like uh, stubborn, 
stubbornly serving God, pursuing God, living for God. It does not matter what happens around you. You need to tell yourself that I will serve the Lord, that I will live for God, that I will be committed to God, that nothing shall shift me, nothing shall derail me, nothing shall uh, make me lose focus on God, but I will live for God I will serve God. I will be committed to God. I will do what God wants me to do because of an encounter that I've had with God. I will pursue God. Let us pursue God. Let us live for God. Let us be committed to God and committed to his will. You know, let us make sure that we are living for him. And we will see the grace of God and the goodness of God upon our lives. Father, I pray for everyone watching here tonight. I pray that God, they would see your grace. I pray that God, even as they pursue you, they will see your goodness. They will see your favor. They will see you coming through for them. They will see your goodness in Jesus' name. I pray, mighty God, that, Lord, they will see the manifestation of the glory of God in their lives in the name of Jesus Christ. They will see that you are good and that you are good all the time. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, mighty God, for being with them by your spirit. That God, they will never, ever, Father, move away from you, but they will pursue you with all of their hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.